You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So yeah, that just happened. Flyers dropped game one of the Bruins rematch 4-3 to three in overtime. Blowing lead seems to be a theme early on in this season. Join us as we recap Wednesday night's game. Hey everyone, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and all I have to say is pain. I'm Matt Arenic, and like Joe said, the joy of being a Flyers fan never seems to end. I'm Mike Zawisa, and I was having a good time until I wasn't, so that's that. Yeah, like I said at the top, this has just been painful. Um, this game especially, the Flyers once again blow a two-goal lead after a slow a slew of pen- penalties. Jesus, I can't speak. They end up costing them the game. Are the rest partially fault here? Yeah, maybe, but you know, giving up three consecutive goals while shorthanded isn't going to get it done either. Where do we start? Um, how about we start with the start, the first period? Um, again, just a brutal way to start a game, giving up a goal 10 seconds in, or in my case, 30 seconds late because of my stream. <laughs> <laughs> what, what it, that was so bad, Joe. Yeah. That, hey, man, you know what? It's Verizon. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Other than maybe hey. NBC and the Flyers are in cahoots to, to give people with Verizon internet really bad service to, to switch to Comcast. But Yeah, it's a conspiracy, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, we have uh, Comcast out here, and I'm currently recording from a hot spot. Yeah, so. we should say that. Kudos to Matt for uh, for being a good soldier and, and recording on a hotspot we'll see how this goes if we lose you midway it's somehow somehow holding up better than uh, your regular internet than, you, than your regular internet does normally so that's good i thought you were gonna say then the flyers d trying to break well, the fuck out of the zone yeah that's me jinx might be a, a better better comparison there mike's, because mike since that start yeah well, let's get to it mike you were you had the the freshest eyes on that goal um Walk walk yeah. me through why I should yeah, not first, jump off the Ben Franklin Bridge right now. <laughs> I mean, first we should say Joe and I stopped by the Slapshot Sweethearts podcast. Ton of fun uh, to watch the first period. A lot of fun. Um, Mascot talk. To, we did a little hometown talk. Um, yeah, yeah. Just two, general two hockey great talk. ladies. Uh, check them out. Um, they got a lot more followers than us. So, yes, and they they might be doing some brand deals with the new jersey devil or something like that so that's pretty huge um but yeah first period i mean brutal start right off the, the get joe you and i talked about this uh when we were we were chatting during the second period like it's it's a shame because you they put themselves down immediately tw- 10 seconds into the game and then couldn't get a shot for the next 10 minutes yeah. Uh, and then they, they ended the first period really strong. They played really well in the second period and really great to start the third too. So like you, you can't have those slow starts because no matter how well you play after the rest of the game, you're setting, you've already set yourself back, um, in the beginning. So just very frustrating. But, uh, I mean, like I said, they wound up finding their game a little bit at the end of the first, they were getting good zone time. Um, and then I, that really carried into the second, in my opinion, because, in the second period, like 
breakouts were still an issue at times for sure, uh, you know, and turnovers in the zone, but they were better at holding the neutral zone and holding the blue line. Um, and they were creating off offense in the, in the Bruins, uh, Bruins offensive zone. So I wish that that had carried over, um, to the, the whole game, but yeah. And then I don't know, do we want to just get right into the third period? Cause that's really what, what the game came down to. Yeah. Uh, that's probably a good one, Matt. I know you're furious, so I'm going to go real quick and then you can go. Um, you, you, you cannot be that heavily outshot and outchanced in the first period of a game and expect to, to come back. You just can't. Not every time. Occasionally, yes. But, I mean, that goal, unlucky. Ghost got walked. Um, Pasternak, I, I, how many games has he even been back? He has a fucking hat trick tonight. Excuse my language. Um, and Three games I think he had one last game, too. God. Against the Capitals. Um. You just you cannot do that. You you dig yourself such a big hole that it, not only is it physically taxing because you're going to have to work harder to get out of it, it's mentally taxing as well. O- across a season, if that's your mentality, you're constantly having to to give it your all, you know, and more every single time you play. It's going to drain you, and that's kind of what looked like it happened in, in the playoffs. If you think about it, in that Islander series constantly having to come back every single game and overtime and win it and then the next one and the next one it just as a team you can't continue like that you're burning the candle at both ends um but let's get into the third matt go ahead unleash you deserve it i mean i just think i see so many parallels to this team and what we watched in the playoffs it's disgusting like in the first period what it, what frustrates me is that we seemingly watch it's not just a couple shifts it's entire periods or two-thirds like of a game of them doing the same thing without seemingly making a correction and then they finally do and then they start playing better so the prime prime example is the first 10 minutes why can't we get a shadow on the net is because we dump the puck behind the net Tuka stops it and breaks the puck out for them it was rinse repeat just dumping the puck in refusing to carry it in no purpose to the dump. It wasn't looking behind to see where your winger support is. It wasn't taking a look in the, in the D zone to break the puck out correctly. It was literally just wherever you wanted to throw it at that time, they were throwing it. So like Mike said, I mean, it really is. It was like a microcosm of the entire season we've seen so far is we get outshot to start the game pretty heavily. We have high danger opportunities. We capitalize. Mm-hmm. And then the, the penalty kill continues to struggle. I mean, I know we lost Matt Niskanen, who was a staple on that penalty kill last year. We lost Tyler Pitlick, who was a good PKer for us. But at the end of the day, I mean, outside of Niskanen, should we go from being top half of the league and penalty kill to almost, we're, I think after tonight, eighth, eighth last? Mm. We're like 20, I don't know how many teams there is. There 31 teams now? So we're 23rd in the NHL in the penalty kill. And it's it just, it's frustrating beyond belief because every game you watch, you just never enjoy it. At least I don't. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's just parts where you're like, oh, wow, yeah, they look good. But then for 15 straight minutes, they just look like absolute, you know what? It's absurd. It, the the lack of, of adjusting on the fly is starting to becoming a little concerning for me, but... 
what's so frustrating for me for this game is because I, I we joked about it, Mike, you and I, but the the numbers and my eyes told the same story tonight. You know, they they did play better, um, but you just can't can't give up three shorthanded goals. And let's let's talk about the penalties, especially in the third period. Let's talk about the Hayes one. Can opener right there. Ref is right there. Just stupid, stupid, lazy penalty. You know what are you gonna do? All right, that that one I'm a little I, more at letting go than the law. Yeah, I think one. that was a little. Yeah, the law one. I I cannot as as I live and breathe cannot understand what he was doing because yeah. I I understand like the Islanders were inter- interfering with us a shit ton the last series. I get it, but. Not like that, and not at the timing. Um, it was just so, like, everyone's focused on that play. Yes, ev- everyone's eyes are right there. there. And the refs yeah. the refs could not be happier to blow the whistle at yeah, this they're... point in the game, apparently. Like, this this new ref who apparently just moved from linesman doesn't even understand what yeah. sport he's <laughs> refereeing, and he was just whistle-happy as soon as we took the two-goal lead. Yeah, so Bill, knowing Bill Meltzer... that is... Bill Meltzer mentioned that on Twitter. He was like, "So and so, whatever his name is, has been uh, he's been he's been fishing for calls all night, basically." Like, it, which what the, I'm the sorry if Bruce Cassidy was fishing for calls all night. No, no, no. The the ref. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, if I'm AV, like, but I'm sorry to jump in, Mike. If I'm AV, just like Lindy Ruff got into the fucking ref's ear after that first game. Mm-hmm. Oh my I'm god, I'm doing the he same. Better be. He better be in, in his yeah. goddamn hotel room COVID protocols and all in a hazmat suit <laughs> screaming through a bullhorn to start, start calling some fucking penalties against against the Bruins shit I mean that's so lopsided it's it's remarkable continue Mike I'm sorry no I, I think I to me that's that's the difference of the night though like at the end of the day you take a penalty it's your fault I understand refs make bad calls a lot a couple of those a lot of those tonight were borderline um yeah. But, like, I think that's what's very – that's what's really, like, gutting about this this game tonight in my eyes because, Matt, I don't disagree with you by any means that, like, what we're seeing is, is very similar to just, like, every game that's happened this season, how, like, this isn't that fun. Um, but I would argue that tonight was actually a pretty good – like, I, I, I was enjoying watching it, like – you know outside of the the start which was hilariously annoying like you're 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 basically watching that thinking like oh we're in for another one of these games turns out through the next whatever until the final oh there goes my heater that's gonna be awesome to hear i thought that on, was a uh, train on the podcast <laughs> I, thought that was a, uh, I thought that was a whistle from a train mike's gonna be doing some editing tonight uh leave it in but yeah outside of that start where you're thinking like oh here we go again it it didn't play out that way for the next however long like i at least joe and i we're, the way we're the way I look at it though is that is different than last year, and that I would be willing to accept way more the way we look right now last mm-hmm. year without any expectations. Sure, but the yeah. expectation now to be that you're kind of like Stanley Cup, not Stanley Cup. I would say like Eastern Conference contenders or bust. Yeah, at this stage in G J JVR's career with the expansion draft looming, mm-hmm. knowing that and then seeing. We're not even talking about a small sample size anymore. We're talking about being almost a fourth of the way through the season, 25% way through the season. And I know Coots is not playing, but still, like, 
the the issue becomes we haven't played one good game 60 minutes through Start and through yet yeah. and you can't you can't convince me that this current team the way it's constructed is something that we're just going to be like oh yeah like like I know like that's maybe what the GM and the coach is hoping for and they have to say that oh, we'll work our way through it we'll find a way the the same thing you hear every single coach and player around the league say but I know for a fact I'd be willing to bet my life savings this team right now is not going to get you to the Eastern Conference Finals. No, not the not the way they're playing, and not with a Braun Gustafson third pair. I I agree with you. They, I mean, they they straight up have to address that. And I was talking to Joe about this. Um, JT and I were having a conversation, uh, I guess yesterday, how you like you can't get away in the NHL today with having like an, an, an AHL level third pair like there are teams that like e- even going back a few years ago like chicago won their last cup with duncan keith playing like 45 minutes a night basically and not having a single other guy on their roster that could play any minutes the pens won one of those cups in the back-to-back with chris letang out of the lineup and they were playing guys like i mean i, I couldn't even tell you half the guys Derek on Engeland. that defense yeah yeah like they were getting contributions from guys that had no business playing the amount of minutes they did. You, but you can't do that anymore. You just straight up can't do that. So, they obviously they got to make a change there. Um, but I, again, like, like I said, like I in the beginning I was having fun tonight until I wasn't. I, this was this was one of those games. They finish out the last five minutes. They don't take dumb penalties or they just kill the fucking penalties like you're supposed to do as a penalty killer. We're coming in talking about yeah horrible start like don't know what they were doing in the first 10 minutes of the game but they found a way to get it together and played a really good 50 minutes against i would argue argue boston is probably the best team in the league in my eyes next to the way, Montreal the way they're playing Toronto. right now the way they're playing yeah. for sure yeah i yeah. mean they're they're on another level like so it, it's just it's just very gutting because it was right there this was this was like we talked about inflection points a couple weeks ago this was a moment where it's like, holy shit, this team for 50 minutes skated clean 5-on-5 five five with the Bruins and came out with a even a 3-2 win. I would have been like, fine, whatever. But instead, we're sitting here talking about an overtime loss. And yeah, great to get the point, whatever. Helps out in the standings. But like, you gave up another point here. And you can't, you can't do that that much in a 56-game season. So again, I'll look at this and I'm going to be moody about this tomorrow i'll be you know whatever i'll be really upset but i don't know i i I guess i just hope they take the positives out of this and keep going and and they again matt i agree with you they're not gonna they're not gonna win anything major with that third pair constructed the way it is i mean we're we're fortunate that we have coots coming back probably next week but like there's no more help on the defense coming so chuck Chuck has to do something. I think the quote of the night too, Joe, that I'll let you go, was I can't remember who it was and the announcers literally said that I mean it might be somewhat close, honestly, but just hearing it come out of his mouth, he was he said, in his opinion, Robert Haig is better defensive defensively than Gustafson. And I don't think I would like I think that just goes to show you really that there is such a large disconnect in like the hockey community, as like you said, like AHL players. There are so many 
defenseman trying to break into the league as seventh, eighth, ninth D-man. And for some reason, the Hagues, the CCs, the Mathesons, the um, Jack Johnsons of the world continue to play in bottom pairs across the NHL. It makes no sense to me at all. Sorry, Joe. Go ahead. It's it's about who you know, not what you know, right? And that's that still translates to athletics, apparently, because you know it's 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 more about. I, I mean, especially in sports, you trade on your name a lot of the time too. Um, and some of those guys have were higher picks at some point and had some cachet, and you know, it is what it is. The, the hockey guys love to break uh, big brain things and kind of prove it's this. Like our podcast or our. Uh mascot discussion earlier joe yes it's a competitive field and and they all they all know each other or whatever yeah you know gritty the the, i guarantee you the gritty mascot guy walks into a room with the other nhl mascots and he's shitting all over them he knows he's top top dog but (laughs) regardless um it, it is concerning that it's you know like a quarter way through the season and I don't know. I just I don't have a good gut feeling about this team. I think this team could easily be bounced in the first round of the playoffs if they make it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they. The only thing I'll say, someone brought it up to me, is that you we always talk about it's like the weird idea that you want to peak at the right time. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only kind of little inkling of hope that I still have in the back of my brain, with it, it would have to be contingent on a move being made for that bottom pair still would be that you get Coots back. You stay relatively healthy. Lindblom's able to find his game a little bit more. And we see kind of the old NAK. Yeah. If they shore up that, that, that third pair and NAK and Lawton really, I think they've gotten a little bit too comfortable yeah. with their, with their spots in the lineup. And I think that's translated to the way they've recently played, at least to start this season. So, there's still hope. I think if we hit it at the right time and they make a move, there's it's not all hope is lost. But no, no. I mean, I you you look at where they are. They're seven two and two. I, I you know don't have to tell and the me. Caps it, did it, the same thing the night it, before. It, exactly. Yeah, the Caps literally just did this against the Bruins, except they had a three goal lead and they lost in regulation. So like yeah. Boston, Boston is doing this to a bunch of teams right now. I'm not making excuses. I, I just agree with you, Matt. That is Boston's playing at a at a different. They're on a different like universe right now compared to a lot of these teams. Um, but I agree with you, Matt. Like, it hope hope isn't lost. You look at them; they're high in the standings. They were able to bank wins early. They were probably due for one like this, where you know what? Hey, we played a good game and we came out with a loss. Like they played a bunch of games earlier in the year where they didn't deserve anything, and they still got two points. So. It's tough because like we we've seen now we've seen a couple games where there's been long stretches of play with the team playing I wouldn't say at their ceiling but considerably better and like close to where they should be but like we haven't seen that that full ceiling yet or anything and does that change significantly significantly when Coots comes back I would say probably you probably see a pretty sizable improvement but. Uh, yeah, I agree. Without without guys like Lots also seeing that improvement, like it's tough to judge where this flyer ceiling is actually at. We all thought it was really high coming into the season. We're not seeing that yet. It doesn't mean there's still a long ways, or you know, a lot of room to improve. I hope so, and a move would obviously supplement that. My 
real quick, I want to do my, my last three takeaways and if you guys have anything. And then we'll, we'll do just a quick hop around the league because there is some league news we should probably get to. But one, um, some positives from the season early on. Um, Therabee. Looks good, yeah. man. Um, he, he's looking like he might have a kind of a, a a TK kind of breakout, you know, like like he had last year. He's rock, rocking up goals, and he can shoot the puck, man. He he can really snipe it, which, you know, how how long have I told you guys I just want a pure goal scorer on the team? I didn't think it would be fair, B, but he had like the third the third best shot out of his draft. Okay, like said like behind I think behind Wallstrom and I forget the other. I one. I mean that that um. That that two on one with with Lawton sending that pass across that that's a hard yeah, shot. Was, I mean, am I wrong, Matt? That, that's tough to time, and it was oh yeah, it was on it wasn't on edge, but it was wobbling, and he fucking wired that to the back of the net. So that's good. Um, and Mike, you and I touched on it. The vets have been like largely good when it comes to actually scoring. Um, you know, maybe two way play, maybe not as much, but Jake's been very good. Uh, Hayes has been good. JVR has been racking up goals. Giroux's had a bunch of assists. So, you know. That Giroux, Voracek, Patrick line was buzzing. Yeah. In the, in the that second line. Or that second period. They they were yeah. they were doing really well. Um, and then the last thing, you guys both, both touched on peaking at the right time. Usually, I say that stuff can kind of be horseshit, except when it's hockey. Hockey, for some reason, it's it's a yeah. different animal. You know, we've seen it happen. The Flyers being a seventh seed, going all the way to the cup final. You know, the trajectory starting from winning the last two games of the season and one in a shootout, and it just propelled them forward. And we saw the Kings do it as an eighth seed, run the whole table. How many how many game sevens did they win? Did they have to win three game sevens? Three on the way to the cup. I mean, yeah. and then win the Stanley Cup, so... This sport is, is different than all others in that if you can at least get in the playoffs, yes, anything can really happen. You can upset anyone. Um, so I'm not giving up hope or anything like that. Um, fingers crossed that when they get Coots back, I would say this. I would like to see Sam Moran draw back into the lineup, maybe drop NAK. Why? Drop why? NAK. I, I'm why? not liking anything. I'm Literally, literally why, though? If, if I'll say this. If you're only going to play a, a Sam Moran three minutes, then don't bother. But – Let's see what he's got. I don't. I don't like looking at NAK right now. He's playing like shit. Super I'd rather call up. Has, though. I'd rather get like. I guess Turinsky, I don't know what the rules are. In the, yeah, I was gonna like, say that. I'd rather get Bono- Torinsky or Luzinski up here. I don't know what the rules are with that right now, but. Well, yeah. What, when yeah. does the AHL season start? I think like this week. I'm pretty sure, or like next, or whatever. Right, so it's soon. Very soon. I have been. I have been on that. Sam Moran trained for so long. The craziest thing to me is think about it is like we're talking about how bad our third pair is, and they're still trying to smash a square peg in a round <laughs> hole. It makes no sense to me. It never did from the start of the season when we identified that the defense was the one weakness they could potentially have. And then it's just like, oh, you know, like we'd rather just play. The same three people that we know are absolutely terrible night in and night out. But no, I'd honestly I, I, be okay with a Friedman Moran pairing. I'd try it. Why not? Why not? I try. I mean, it. it can't get worse than what we're trotting out night after night. Yeah. It really just it cannot. Do you guys want to touch on anything I, else before we move to league news? I was no. just gonna say no. Matt, I mean, that was a resounding <laughs> no by Matt. I mean, if Matt's good to move on, I'm gonna move on too. But. Uh, 
No, I, I, I do want to say, I feel for Carter Hart tonight. He was, yeah. he was just flat out sterling through the whole game on national television. Like he was doing, I mean, he was just playing a phenomenal game. He had a couple like beautiful uh, glove saves on Pasternak, and like none of the goals were on him no. at all. Especially that the tying one that like sucks so bad because. Pasternak just basically took a wild swing at that one and he connected and it went in like that's tough overtime nothing you can do about that so I I just feel bad for Hart because his numbers are going to look ugly um and they do right now but like he's he's doing everything he can yeah it's it's tough I originally not I didn't get to see that first gold I didn't get to see the replay right away so I, I thought that was on him at first I was like oh my god and then I saw the replay there's nothing you can do about it just yeah, unlucky going off shot off of yeah Probrov stick. sticking yeah. in um but yeah I, I feel for the kid He's he's got to be frustrated but they, they got to figure this out we keep saying this but they don't have all the time in the world it's it's a shortened season so get it together or what is it you know piss or get off the pot um Around the league, though, let's let's we can start with Flyers talk because Morgan Frost is most likely out for the season. It seems um, he's out multiple months. Um, they, according to all the beats that I read, it looks like he's probably out for the year. Uh, tough look on a seemingly, you know, it didn't look like it was that crazy of a hit, but hey, you know, it's just one of those things where depending on where you get hit, it can be a lot worse than what it looks. He's going to be out for the year. Tough break for the kid. He deserved a much longer look. Um, I, I'm i sure he's going to put in a ton of work in the offseason, come back stronger, and be ready to make the team flat out next year. But um, just tough. And then Wade Allison also missing, I believe it's four to five weeks. Um, he's going to be out too. So more Flyers injury news. Again, doubtful we would have seen Wade Allison, but you never really know. Um, any thoughts on the Flyers before we kind of hop to the other side of the league? Yeah, I mean, that's – that's shitty for for Frost. I mean, he had the opportunity right in his hands that he probably otherwise would have never had with Coots being out of the lineup. And for it to, like you mentioned, pretty much be tossed away from like a fluky hit, that's just that's such bad luck for him. And same thing for Wade Allison. He's been battling back from the ACL injury that's been plaguing him for multiple years now. He talked about it in camp about how it, he still didn't feel 100% before he finished up his last year at West, Western Michigan. So, I mean, for him, it's that's just more mental than everything. anything. It's similar to what Patrick went through. It's kind of like, hey, you're waiting for your shot, waiting for your shot. You're playing well, and then injuries derail it. So, feel feeling for both those guys. And across the league, you got Minnesota, six players testing positive. Uh, for COVID or they're on the COVID list. So they either have tested positive, there's contract tracing, there's a whole bunch going on. They're going to be delayed at least a week. Jersey, same thing. They're going to be delayed as well. Or I think they are delayed currently, right? They have like 20 players on the list, bro. Like half of their team is on that list. It's nuts. So something to keep an eye on. They dodged the bullet on that too. Well, we're supposed to play them next week, aren't we? Yeah, but I'm just saying we, we had just played them. Yeah. It's, and then immediately the day after they they had two positive tests, so we we got lucky there. It's lucky with COVID. Um, you, you yeah. Thank God we we didn't run into the same kind of bug. Uh, and the last kind of thing, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins asked permission from the Los Angeles Kings to interview Ronnie Hextall. My nightmare is coming into fray. Um, 
so we'll, we'll see where that goes. They're also interviewing Kevin Weeks. Um, I saw people joking about Pierre Maguire, but didn't he get interviewed as for like the coaching job last time, or was it the GM job again? It was the GM job. <laughs> he, he gets he gets looks every time. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's crazy. So Kevin Weeks was really close to getting the uh, the Panthers job. Whenever that was, whenever Bill was that this summer that Bill Zito got it. Yes, I think so. That'd be cool for Weeks to get it. Yeah, dude, he's they've been. He's very connected. Like he was always running around the network with like two cell phones in his hand, like calling agents and stuff like that. He's he's on it, but yeah, he was he was really close. He was like the like down to the final two, I guess, in that Panthers job. So that would have been cool for him. They also asked to interview Jason Botterill, uh, according to uh, Bobby uh, Bobby Margarita said it at inter- at uh, at halftime intermission, I should say, that they <laughs> halftime. <laughs> It's been a long night, folks. It's, it's, uh, it's 11.30 on the East Coast. Uh, Joe, Joe's tired. Um, anything else that you guys want to touch on? Some cool retro jerseys that I've seen. I really like Minnesota's. Big fan of that one. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to get a Hayes reverse retro. I, I I agree with you, Mike. You said on the uh, on the uh, Sweethearts uh, live stream that they look good on the ice, and they do. I wasn't really thrilled when I first saw it, but I thought they looked great on the ice. Um, I'm not a big Jersey guy, but something to think about. Hayes is a good choice. Yeah. The white, uh, the white chin straps with the black helmets can never go wrong with that look too. So nice little touch there. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, Edmonton's are very clean. What, why is Toronto's numbers blue? <laughs> Who made that it's call? It's a weird jersey. It, they have a weird jersey. Yeah. It's uh, I was that, that the gray oh, and blue. Did you guys see that, uh, McDavid goal, by the way? Over the weekend. Yeah, he's disgusting. Oh, my God. And then you look at their record, and then you're just like, that's equally disgusting. Because <laughs> oh, there's like 100%. six and six. And Dude, they're going to they're gonna break. In the world. They have no goalie. They're going to pot 100 points this year. The two of them are going to are gonna combine for probably 200 points in a 56-game season. And the Oilers yeah. might miss the fucking playoffs. And yeah, but the Oilers are going to be like, should McDavid and Drysaddle have taken a pay cut yeah. to get more talent on them? It's like, hmm. Maybe you shouldn't have that what they should have done horrible GMs back to back. Yeah. Ignore the fact that they also pay Adam Larson like five million dollars to starfish on the ice for twenty minutes a game. And they, yeah, they don't they have Clef Bomb either, place. who's who is good, isn't he? He's yeah, alright. I, I think it's yeah, he's, I mean for yeah. their defensive. Also court, goalie. Yeah. Their goalie's yeah. Koskinen, who's like Koskinen and then the kid Skinner and then they still have Mike Smith. He's on injury, yeah. right? I yeah, they decided. That's why I guess that's why Skinner's playing. Yeah, they just had to walk in this season with the same exact goalie tandem that just didn't get it done last year. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal work by them. I'll tell you this. Before. Could be worse, right? Could be worse, Flyers fans. Could be worse. And I'll say this. My Canadians <laughs> take continues just like GME to rocket to the moon before I'm sure it will inevitably just come crashing down. But right now, my Canadians take Dude, looks fantastic. They are, they are something They're else. Forced. Uh, all right. Anything else, boys? I are the Flyers? Would the Flyers be seven two and two if they were a bad team? That's what I'll leave with. Probably, probably, because hockey's a weird game. But I, I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to be positive. There's been a lot of last year was a really bad year uh, for a lot of reasons. So I'm trying to be positive I'll, right now. I'll leave you with but, this statement, Mike. Would you agree with this? The Flyers won a lot of games they probably shouldn't have. 
Oh no, I'm I'm 100% agreeing with you. Yeah. yeah I, so tonight they, it just they, they, just bit us on the ass. The pendulum swung like, back the other way. We won a we, 100%. we we played a game we should have won, and we didn't. So yeah, yeah. Car- that's how Karma's, that's hockey. That's hockey. That's hockey. That's karma. She's a she's a weird lady. But uh, tune in Friday night. The Flyers gonna take on Boston again. Let's do this again. Seven o'clock. Uh, make sure you got a couple of cold ones because you're probably gonna need them. If the Flyers continue to play uh, like they have been early in the season, take care, everybody. Have a great weekend.